I've been struggling with rejection during my stay. My wife didn't feel safe around me, and for good reason. We talked here and there, but only briefly, and only about our three girls. It felt so awkward being in the physical presence of my wife, and yet shut away from her emotionally and physically. Dealing with a spouse who wants divorce, and then living with her at the time was draining the life out of me. Hey you guys, what's going on? This is Tyree. Welcome back to another episode of Lock Pop Talks. Today, I want to talk to you about a certain subject that I've talked to other men about. It's kind of been in my heart and my mind. And I feel like it's time to share with you, the listeners, with you, the viewers, and for my readers as well. Today's topic is about how to defeat porn addiction and fight for your marriage. Again, the title of today's podcast is how to defeat porn addiction and fight for your marriage. I'd pray and go to church prayed over my children and our home. God was on speed dial in my house. There just wasn't anyone else I could go to or talk to for advice. I wonder now if I was just looking for somebody to take my side of things and hear me out. You hear about the court battles and different attacks the prodigal spouse places on the standing spouse. So I just lived in constant fear of what to do or say to my wife when I had the chance. So I chose silence. I shut my mouth and instead focused on spending more time with my girls, studying for my classes, and actively searching for a better job. Things were going slowly but steadily as I continued to attend the men's group at my church home, talking about how my week and devotional studying went with the other husbands in the group. It felt like I hired a mental health therapist to help me get past the loss or grievance of a loved one. Eventually, my confidence started to creep back to normal. You'd think I found a great space to rebuild myself and my faith again, but there were still lingering emotions clawing at my mind when I found myself alone. The emotions were sometimes too much to process altogether, but one of them stood out the most, the feeling of rejection. I had no clue if all my praying and all my changes were doing anything for my marriage, but what I did know was my wife did not want me at all. Not the type of physical attraction you experience with someone you feel good around. The rejection came off to me more like, uh, I choose to be sexual, just not with you. A stage I wasn't ready or prepared to be a part of. Mainly in part because I was still very attracted to my wife. So much so that when the feeling of attraction wasn't mutual, I took other means to quell the pain. Enter pornography. Let's face it, sex is great. When done right and with whom you desire, sex can be awesome. Sex in and of itself is not a problem. It is a natural human ritual of love, desire, expression, and connection. So I'm asking you guys, can we agree on those details? But in today's world and through the multitude of social media, online video, hookup sites, etc., all you really need to participate in quote unquote sex is a mobile phone or computer and about five to 10 minutes of privacy to scratch that certain itch. You can even justify your thoughts and actions and go on about your day like nothing's happened until you find yourself doing it again and again and again. Day after day, maybe even a few times a day, I would catch a small hint of anxiety or personal guilt and immediately immediately take about five to 10 minutes to myself. Whatever you do, 
Try not to visualize you or anyone else, male or female, taking care of themselves in that way. I promise you the image you draw up might be funny, and yet it could be shameful at the same time. When I dwelt within the spirit of rejection, I longed for my wife to reach out to me and give me any sign or form of physical connection. However, my idea of connection was rooted in diminishing the feeling of being rejected. So if I didn't receive connection, I fostered it repeatedly. My mouth was open to praise God and sing songs of choir music and repeat the gospel of my favorite pastors and reverends. Yet somehow or some way, I just could not shake the lack of connection and inevitably found myself right back in front of my Android phone. One time as I washed myself up, I looked in the mirror and saw a new face on me. The face was my own, but I looked depleted. Dark circles around my eyes, dry and stiff dreadlocks. And it even took an effort just to smile. I always felt sleepy and confused. And if I wasn't sleepy, I would be right back in my kitchen, staring at the fridge, looking for anything to eat. It was a constant cycle. I was disgusted with who was in the mirror staring back at me. So disgusted, I rejected me. I rejected myself. And back to the bathroom I went. Be careful what you ask for. Months rolled by and I'm heading home for another session with myself and my phone. I become used to the motions of hurrying home to relax myself. It also became a thing for my wife as well. We didn't talk too much during those days, but found ourselves being very physical again. Our physical relationship felt great, but it was all shared, a physical hookup. There was no aura of a, cup of a married couple expressing ourselves to one another. We were just slamming uglies together. Each time we did it, which was now very often, we mimicked what we saw in porn sites. Almost every fetish in every position we could try, we did. Now you may be asking, but Ty, this is the connection you missed. Why question and how it's given? And then I tell you, I didn't question it because I'm young and still attracted to my wife despite all of what was going on. Plus, while I was in the act, there wasn't too much thinking going on in my mind anyway. After we were done, we'd open our phones. I'd check to see what's happening on social media and she'd open her text messages. We went right back to our other lives every time we were done with one another. We used each other then went back to marital rejection. So you think you want the type of connection you see on porn sites and online relationships, like the girl posting her butt picture on Instagram or Facebook, hooking up with some random tool of a man, only to watch them bash each other's privates together for about 15 minutes? But then God allows you to experience the foolishness in what you've asked him for. My wife and I did not connect at all. And this false unity invited heavy drinking, smoking, publicly and constantly, and all other types of vices. I didn't want that type of relationship either. I gave up asking for or wanting anything physical in my marriage. So I went back to pleasuring myself. To be honest, I managed about six to seven times a day. 
I preferred it over having breakfast, getting a good night's rest, enjoying the weather, hanging out with my friends, and so on and so on. There are plenty of articles and research documented on the many ways porn addiction affects people on a physical and mental level. But God must have been officially done with my escapades. Because after my last go around, I felt my feelings of rejection melting away. Like a fool, I wanted to test myself. And again, I never felt the need to pleasure myself. I just couldn't access that part of me anymore. I believe it felt, it felt like God had sent a word into my body that my mind didn't catch quite yet. Enough. Anytime you put your life on the back burner to mitigate negative feelings like rejection, you may be addicted to your vice of choice. I'm just saying. So how can you deal with porn addiction? My initial advice for you and your stand is to read the Word of God. I've listed texts that detail the Word of God and the area of sexual behavior. Let us consider the next four verses of text within the Bible to help us with this certain topic. In Job 31, verse 1, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a young woman. Matthew 5, verse 28. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. John 2, verse 16. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and he, pride of life, comes not from the Father, but from the world. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can hear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. The text we talk about above make for a great foundation and clear-cut definition for what God wants from a standing husband. At times, I find myself looking back to get back in line with my father and remember to seek him in all ways before I blindly follow my earthly desires. Another way you can approach this situation is by combating a physical need or reaction with a positive yet equally distracting physical reaction. So I'm going to list a couple points that you can use today, something that you can physically do. Physically get out of your home and distract yourself quickly if you can. Get outside and walk away from your desk or bathroom. Count cars in the street by color and keep counting until you reach a certain number of the color car of choice. Take some time and listen to an affirmations book to reinforce your efforts. Maybe you want to hear your own voice and will consider recording your own set of affirmations to listen to. Talk to a counselor, a therapist, a mentor, or at the very least, someone you can trust. 
The trick to working through most personal problems is to first pull back your pride and allow your mind to absorb effective advice and strategies. These quick and manageable ideas can help free you from worry of rejection or full-on addiction to a pornography. All you must do is choose how soon you are willing to start. God still has a greater plan for you and wants your marriage to be better than whatever you or your spouse could imagine it could be. That's today's episode, guys. Make sure you check out our links down below. We have our Relentless Academy store, which is available. Please like our Facebook page. Please consider joining our email list if you haven't already joined. The links are down all in the description. If this episode has touched you or or ignited some type of fire in you one way or another, you can please go ahead and hit the uh, email lock pop and you can tell me your thoughts, your ideas, um, your feedback, your comments. If you have any questions, feel free to email me. I read all my messages and I want to thank you for being here with me, taking the time to on the on this journey. And as long as you guys are digging the content, I'm going to keep creating it. All right, you guys have a wonderful Monday. And I'll check you out next time. Hey, listeners, this is Tyree. I want to thank you for listening to today's podcast. Um, I do appreciate your time, your attendance, your attention, your um, your listenership. And for those of you on YouTube, your viewership, um, if you can help support the channel um, by liking, favoriting, subscribing, sharing. If this touched you at all, if you felt this is something that's important to other people, um, it does really help the channel grow. It helps the podcast grow. Um, and I'm just truly thankful to God that you are here with me and follow me on this journey. I really look to take this thing to the next level. And again, I feel like we can do that together. So as always, thank you again for listening. And if you ever have any questions or comments or praise, or maybe you want to call into the show, please do message me at Tyree Wilson, B I Z one at gmail.com. And I'll get your message. We can play something on the uh, podcast for you so that other people know that you're out here and that you are uh, engaged and you're looking for more content. Check you later. And again, thank you so very much.